Hi guys. I just want to take the time to appreciate OFW. OFWs are overseas Filipino workers. Okay. People always say they're they're the heroes of Philippines because they get out of their country, get out of their, with like get out of the family's homes to go to another country to earn money and send it back home because you earn way more, you know, in Macau, which is just two hour like a two hour flight away from Manila. So it's like why not? You know, it's so close to home. You can just fly back whenever you want and you earn way more. At the last job I had, I there was a Filipina that she was a a nurse in Philippines and then she came over to be a room attendant because it was way more money than she was earning as a nurse and as a nurse in Philippines you're stressed I mean a nurse anywhere you're stressed as fuck because literally I mean you're there to heal someone from their pain and all they can do is whine so you can imagine you know so yeah she was like hey I earn way more as a room attendant at the hotel in Macau, so why the fuck not? And if you were given those kind of choices, you you kind of like, you probably would make the same choice, you know, if you don't have anything really pulling you back from home, right? It's weird because I grew up kind of like an OFW, well, an OFW's daughter. Because my mom and my dad, well, my dad is Sri Lankan, but he did get out of his country to work in Macau too. And that's where my parents met. And growing up, it was always been like preparing me to be living in Macau. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't regret learning Cantonese and going to Chinese school and stuff because it's pretty cool to know more than one language uh, and Yeah, but I never was a resident so I just never felt like I belong kind of yeah I, There was always that a thing where you know the I don't know they go on a school trip and then suddenly they're like oh sorry it's just for residents like it's only covered if you're a resident you would have to pay if you're blah blah uh, and yeah I would feel left out in those kind of stuff but I mean it's nothing honestly it's it's what you go through right but uh, yeah and so growing up I would just be thinking I gotta I gotta get my Chinese straight I gotta get my um my networks there straight I had to connect with the right people you know and yeah that's how I got my first job like it's it was through networking because I got suggested for it you know like that's what that's what networking does you know you just you say hi to people and hope hopefully they remember you hopefully you you made an impression on them and then hey they text you it's like oh you want a job but yeah like i remember i was job hunting um at my university because at that time i was 18 so my 
like attachment to my mom's blue card. A blue card is what you get if you work in Macau. Like a work, it's a working visa. So I'm attached to my mom's working visa, and after I'm 18, I would be let go from it. So it would be like I would have to be either studying in uni with a student visa or finding a job and like getting a working visa which I couldn't have because I don't even have a college degree yet you know I know I speak Chinese and stuff but it's not like I'm gonna settle for literally the lowest of the low kind of job you know like I mean I I was young and I wasn't ready to work so I chose the closest easiest course that I could get into like the most that I could tolerate which is communication and media I mean come on I already like making videos and stuff so it's like like most of the course I was like thinking most of the courses are gonna be an easy A which kind of was somewhere easy B by the end of the years it was mostly D's but still I passed you know um yeah, those four years were great. I par- I partied so much. You know, like, I feel like I lived a good college life, in my opinion. You know, at least I didn't die. Like, that just went dark, but... Yeah. Really, though. There are times where I'm just like, shit, like, I could have... I, I, God. Thank God, but... Anyways, um, yeah, I got the job at Pasha, which is a nightclub, and that was fun and all. It was a great, it was great. But skip, skip to all that. Like, oh, before that too, I had to go to Philippines to get like my blue card made. So during that, th- like three months, I had to wait three months before, like before I came back to Macau to work to actually work because they were processing my fucking visa for three months and i've never lived in philippines my whole life the the only time i've been to philippines was with my family like as a family vacation and it would just be for a week or two i would be sticking with my mom the whole time and i'm going i was going to manila by myself but i had good friends thankfully i had friends i like thank god for amazing people because honestly like that's what like that's one of the things that can help you get through life like you 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 realize like wow like there are good and makes you feel like hey i want to get surprised by these goods you know i can't let all the bads in cloud my judgment of what life can be and so yeah i went there i i became close with two friends like two girls that i were i was like Close, uh, not that close with, but then we became like such good friends until now. Like I love them so much, I miss them so much. I'm not gonna mention any names here because it's like I'm a nobody. But I'm just saying, you know who you are. Those months has been like, I mean, it has been the best. Like it, it, it was a great experience, and I think like the. The fact that that was the first time I ever lived away from home, that was a good, like, first, like, baby step for me. And, like, living with my friends. So, yeah, and those three months has been 
it was okay. Um, yeah, so I drank a lot over there. You know, like I was thinking, hey, if I, if I'm gonna be here, like at least, and have fun, right? And yeah, afterwards, went back, work, work, club shut down, and I transferred into hotel, the hotel section. I became a dispatcher. It's where you. You know, you pick up phone calls from the supervisors in the hotel room and you just let the housekeeper know to go clean, you know, like stuff like that. It's, it went from, you know, trying to fill up the club as much as possible and have, like, make sure everybody has a great party and, like, are freaking lit to... A five like a five star hotel standard, uh, hotel dispatch job. You know, like the the woman, like that that was um, supposedly supervising me. She was a bitch. Like, damn, she complained about everything, my tattoos and my nails, and I I would bitch literally. I was gonna just work in the office. You know, I was literally just gonna be in a. Uh, Bunker office where just no windows because it was is underground. Like every staff was working underground, and uh, yeah, I'm not. It's not like I'm seeing any guests, but hey, okay, that's the standard. All right, I fixed the nail everything. It was so hard to to learn the shit. You know, the stuff that they do was all like hotel trainings and stuff. But there were a couple of OFWs that were meant to be house like uh housekeepers that were doing these like tech stuff because they can because they are qualified they do all those but they are registered as room attendants because you're not supposed to have more than one ofw on a computer apparently you know because there's a thing called quota you know, every company you you hire one resident and then you can hire three workers to come with. So, basically saying one resident can have three slaves. Just kidding. Ha ha ha. But yeah, like, we do need each other, residents and OFW, as you can see, because the more residents we you hire, the more quota you'll get. And so... They hired a local girl after a few months I was there, and she we became friends. She was great. She was funny. She, we were the same age, so I actually like bonded more with her than the like the OFW girls because I was actually in, intimidated by them. They have such a good like strong bond that the fact that I'm from Macau, I feel like such so left out. I so I bonded more with the with the local girl because I actually grew up with like classmates like that, you know, and hey, it made, it made the job tolerable. You, any kind of job, if you have good, like fun coworkers, it's worth it. I feel like, and yeah, they really made the job worth it. I only stay at that job. I stayed at that job because, uh, my boyfriend had one more year in his contract uh, to teach in Macau that, Hey, okay, fine. Might as well, right? Oh, it was like 
I get it now. I see, I see my boyfriend every day, and I'm so lucky that we live together now, and it's like amazing. But back then, we had I barely saw him. I saw I see him like a few hours a day, and I would always have to manage my time too to see my family and my and my friends, and it's tiring. It's so tiring. And my dog. You know, like I feel bad because I, I, I didn't get to walk my dog that much because of how tired I was. But hey, that that is how our OFW's life usually is. That's the thing. And I was complaining, you know, but really, I wasn't really doing so much more. You know, the OFW girls, I mean, guys and girls that I work with, they, they're such hard workers. It's crazy how hard workers they like how hard working they are. I get it. There are some people that are not. There are some people that are. It's like okay, it's not like about ethnicity wise, but no matter what ethnicity, you're supposed to, you know, like give more gratitude to the one that actually works harder, right? But no, situations like that, they will only treat the ones that they need better, which is the locals. The local people. I'm not throwing hate at local people. That's the thing, though. You see, the like local girls and stuff. They they actually like the the girls that are friends. You know, like that I'm friends with and stuff. They actually know. Like they're like they they feel humiliated a little bit by it. They're like, oh, this sucks for you. Okay, and it's like I get it. It's not your fault. It's the fucking government. But it's okay. You know, it's like it's still we're still getting better benefits than if we were to be living in philippines that's the sad part yeah so anyways uh yeah and after that i mean i moved to america like the plans changed i moved to america and everything is just so much more here even though i do hold a green card there's just so much more jobs that People don't really want to do and it's not like they say oh you got to be a citizen to work this job blah, blah. okay unless you're you're doing a government job i think but other than that you know it's a fair pretty fair game if you have the talent for it do it it's not like oh you're an oftopoly you well you gotta do this 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 and that and that just hate it i it's weird. It feels weird not to be judged that way after being judged that way for such a long time. You know, like, I tried to transfer from my hotel dispatch job in HR, and she literally told me, you should, you, you should be thankful that you even have a job that doesn't require any cleaning. Um, where do I complain Oh, HR? She's HR. Oh, you can't fire her because she's a resident. Okay. I have the right to leave? Okay. I guess I gotta stay because or not, I will have to leave the fucking country. Alright? Days where I get treated like a criminal when I can't come into the freaking airport or when i'm parking my car uh, a, a police officer just staring at me from the side like when when a person is like literally violating like the other side it's 
stuff like that, man. I get it. We don't we don't get I don't get shot at or like like Macau is like safe in that kind of sense, but at what cost? To anyone that feels like they're stuck and that they, they you feel like you know, there's no choice, a better choice for you. There is. There's so much more stuff out there. There's like so much more levels of connections that you can connect with pe- to people. And you will find out something that you never knew you like, you know. I never knew that my dream job was to be a graphic designer because... All I could do was like freaking just stay at home and design stuff all day. It's amazing. And they love my work. They appreciate me every day. And they say it and they prove it with actual ka <sighs> I miss home so much. But hey, at least I'm doing, I'm, I'm working on my dream job. You know, that's like a. I guess it's a good win, you know, because I get to save money. You know, back home, it's like to hang out with friends, you got to spend some money and it's impossible to save money. And I want to get my family good stuff. And to get good stuff, you got to save up. So, yeah, I have become an OFW. Like, double. I'm a double OFW. I'm a OFW double. No, I'm a OF triple U. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Um, it's already nine, so I gotta get to work. And yeah, thank you for if you are actually listening. I know that I don't get much uh, views and listen uh, listeners. I really just do this. So that I can um rewatch myself in the future, you know, like see, oh my god, look at me trying to talk shit. It's funny. It's funny. So, <laughs> all right, bye guys. Oh yeah, and feel free to send me some voice messages and stuff, or questions. Although I don't think anyone would, but still, you know, doesn't hurt to try. <laughs>